Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 11, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God. And the reason why I'm doing it is because when you get a word from God, you have to stand on that thing. It's going to take some time before it manifests. And so we studied the life of Abraham for a while, and now we're studying the life of David. So this is Standing on a Word from God, part 32. And as it relates to the life of David, this is part four. I'm calling it, It Will Take Time. Look at me for a minute. When God reveals to you what he called you to do, what he planned to do in your life before the world began, it will take time. It's not going to happen overnight. So you're going to have to live by faith for the manifestation of it. So let's let's keep looking at the life of David. So David is what I call a grace case, right? And so what we all are, but you have to study these things so that you can acknowledge the grace of God. So David is a grace case. He's a grace case from start to finish. He was minding his own business, going about his daily routine, tending to his father's sheep, not knowing that something significant was going to happen in his life when one of his brothers ran out to the field. They, they didn't really spend a lot of time with him and, and, and say, hey, man, you got to come to the house. And I could just imagine what the conversation was like. Something like, hey, David, hurry up, man. Uh, you got to get home right away. There's, there's a stranger. There's a prophet in our house and he's looking to do something something with one of us. And he already looked at every one of us. And, and he said, you know, for whatever reason, we're not the ones. And he's waiting on you. Daddy's waiting on you. Everybody's waiting on you. Hurry up. Let's get home. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. So there was this anticipation. When David arrived, he walks through the doors. He's still smelling like sheep. You know what I'm saying? He walks through the doors smelling like sheep, not knowing what's going on, not really prepared for what's about to happen. And the Lord spoke to the prophet and said, this is the one. And so the prophet walks over to David and anoints him with this special oil from God that's inside of uh, this horn. And so he anoints him in this extremely significant ceremony, right? And the Bible says that from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. From that day on, David was anointed to be the king of Israel. From that day on, David was known as the anointed one or the Lord's anointed. All of that, ha- all of this happened, right? From that day on. From that day on, David was God's designated leader over Israel. It was amazing. However, it would take some time. But let me just, going back to just thinking about David. What did David do? to deserve this honor, right? I brought this up when God called Abraham out of Ur. What did he do to deserve it? Nothing. It was just God. God picked Abraham. Well, God picked David. God picked me. God picked you. What did David do to deserve it? Nothing. Apparently his family agreed that he had done nothing either because they didn't even invite him to his own coronation ceremony, right? I mean, historically, looking historically, let's slow down for a minute and just think about the context. Um, Normally, in history, for you to be a king like that, you had to be the son of a king, really, you know, like it was a lineage thing. So Jesse, David's father, was not a king. David was not a prince. So this was actually not a natural selection. It was a spiritual selection. David's selection was not a birthright. David's selection to be king was a divine assignment. You know what I'm saying? And so, and we all have a divine assignment as well. David was not selected because he earned it. He was selected because God chose him by his unearned grace. God picked David, even though he was not from the right family. God picked David, 
even though he was the youngest son of Jesse, the youngest of eight boys. That was not supposed to happen either. God picked David, even though he didn't really do anything to earn it or deserve it. God picked David for his divine assignment. And guess what? God did the same with you. God picked you before the world began. And so as soon as this impromptu, right, let's just go back to the ceremony. There was this impromptu coronation ceremony. And when it was over, you would think, man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. You, and when it was over, you would think, man, the clouds would open up. A voice would come from heaven. You know, there's something supernatural would happen, you know, thunder and lightning or something. So you know what happened when the ceremony was over? Nothing happened. You would think that, that the prophet would take David back and say, you know, now I'm going to escort you to King Saul and say, Saul, the Lord hath rejected you and the Lord hath assigned David and, you know, some crazy stuff. You know what happened? Nothing. None of that happened. The prophet left. David's brothers went back to doing whatever they were doing. David finally at some point rubbed the oil off of his forehead and he went back to his sheep. He went back to tending sheep. I mean, I'm sure that none of them really could grasp the enormity of what had just happened. I mean, for David, he, there's no way he could truly, he was like 17 years old, no, no way he could truly understand that God had transitioned national leadership, that the power for national leadership had been transferred from Saul to David in the spirit, even though in the, in the natural, in the earth, it, it was going to take a long time, over 13 years for this thing to happen. And that's the point of this series. The point of the series is that as a believer, you got to stand on the word from God, right? There's a space between the promise and the performance. There's a space between the confession and the completion. There's a space between God saying it and it actually happening in the earth. There's this, there's this space. And in that space, we have to live by faith. We have to walk and live by faith. David had to open up his heart to God's promise. He had to believe and receive what God said. And then he had to wait patiently and serve faithfully in order to see in his hands what God had just revealed in his heart. And that's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live, you know, right now, like, oh man, God will call me to do this great thing. But you know what? For this morning, I got to go to work. <laughs> God called me to do this amazing thing. But you know what? You know what I got to do today? I got some conference calls. I got to go to this meeting. I, I got to fill out some stuff. I got to go, you know, I, I got to do what I got to do today because you know what? God called me to do this amazing thing. But yeah, it may not happen today. So what, what am I going to do today? Today, I'm going to live in expectation. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some things dutifully. Today, I'm going to do some things faithfully. Today, I'm going to serve in excellence. Today, I'm going to represent God well in everything that I do. I'm going to go to work and whistle while I work, knowing that I've been called for something that, that's much greater than this, but I, I'm supposed to be faithful over where I am so that God continue, can continually lead me into where I'm called to be. If I'm not faithful over the little, then God won't give me charge over much. The assignment is great, but the preparation is required. So I have to endure the preparation. I have to be processed to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. So David had to go back to sheep and we have to do whatever we have to do until we're walking in whatever God called us to walk in. Say amen to that. So what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning uh, that I believe are going to be a blessing to you. Let's get into it real quick. Number four, uh, four things. Number one, God made plans for you. Yes, you. Look at me. God made plans. God made plans for you before the world began, before the foundations of the world. And he didn't make these plans because of anything that you did, because obviously you weren't even around to do anything. 
So it wasn't because of anything you did. It wasn't because of your performance. It wasn't because you do you did something right or you did something wrong. God made these plans completely by his unearned and amazing grace. Number two, you will have to continue. Uh, no, you will have uh, these amazing divine moments, right? I'm sure you have experienced them and you will continue to experience these divine moments in your life where God releases a word or speaks to you in your spirit or sends someone to say something. God will shift something in the spirit in order to see his kingdom plans and purposes manifested in the natural. But when that happens, when God reveals something to you, your heart has to be open to believe. L listen, you, your job is simply to believe. Wow, that's crazy. But you know, if God said it, that's okay. I believe it and then receive it. You receive it. You're not receiving it. You're not receiving based on your goodness. You're receiving based on his goodness. Your job is to believe and receive it. Your job is to say yes. Faith says yes to God's grace. Your job is to open up your heart. But wow, you call me. I don't know why you call me to do that. I mean, I'm I'm not worthy of that. But if you call me to do it, then I'm ready for it. If you call me to do it, then I'll, I'll open my heart to it. If you Listen, David was a, a shepherd boy, tending sheep, and God said, you're the king. Are you crazy? How you get from shepherd to king? Doesn't matter. Whatever God says, you your job, even though you may not understand it, is to open up your heart to it. God will say, I want you to run this business. Run a business? I can't even balance a checkbook. Open up your heart to it. Your job is to say yes. God will say, you're going to have this position. Hey, you don't have the qualifications. You don't have the education. You don't have the experience. None of that stuff. It doesn't matter. You, Your job is to say yes. Faith says yes to God's grace. You open up your heart to believe and receive what God said. Number three, when God reveals something to you, that he already planned to do in your life. He speaks to you from the perspective of eternity. Re remember, he's in eternity, we're in time. So he, when he says something to you, he for him it's already done because he sees the whole span of your life, right? Even though for you it may not happen for weeks or months or years or decades. So when God speaks to us, because he, he's speaking from eternity, he speaks from what I call the position of the eternal now or the perspective of the eternal now. So for God, it's always now. When God says something, he's doing it now. So when Samuel anointed David, he anointed him now. You're the king now. Well, you know what? He wouldn't become the king of Judah until he was 30 years old. That's 13 years later. And then a couple of years after that, he would become the king of Israel. So that's like 15 years later. But for God, it was now. Samuel, anoint him now. Samuel, anoint him. You're the king now. The spirit of the Lord is upon you now. But it may not happen for 10 years, 13 years, 15 years. That's how it is with God. Our requirement then is to believe now, but then also live by faith in expectation that it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. And you can you have to live this way, even though it may not happen for weeks or for months or for years or for decades. That's how God, that's the life of faith that we're called to live. Number four, and finally, there is a space between the promise and the performance, right? So there's a space between the promise that God reveals to you in your heart and the performance of it that you're actually going to see in your hands. And in that space, I recommend two things as I close. First, number one, remain faithful to the call. While it may not happen for months or weeks or years or decades, whatever, you have to remain faithful to the call. Every day, you should be doing whatever is taking you incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for your life. It may not happen, you know, today. But what are you doing today that's going to take you incrementally closer? What are you doing to be prepared for your divine purpose and your divine assignment? Every day, every week, every month, every year, you should be getting incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for your life. You should be processed 
on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. You should be making progress. You should be tracking your progress because you are you're working on something, right? You are working on becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. And second and finally, live every day with, with a divine anticipation and an expectation in your heart. True anticipation will fuel your faith. True anticipation will keep your heart open to receive from God. And all year long, I've been teaching about expecting. You, you, this year of expectation. You should live with an expectation, live with an anticipation that it can happen and it can happen at any time. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. You made plans for me before the world began. You were thinking of me before I could do anything to earn or deserve your attention. And after I was alive, I ignored you and walked my own way. I was completely undeserving, but you pursued me anyway. You loved me enough to track me down. You saved me by your grace. Not only that, Father, but you called me to my divine assignment. Not because of anything I did, only because you're so good. So I now live by faith, pursuing what you birthed me to do, knowing that it may take decades to fully walk out what you deposited in me, but I'm determined to do so. I live every day with an acknowledgement of your plans, with an amazing excitement, <laughs> and knowing that it's just a matter of time and that it can happen at any time. This is the life of faith, and this is how I live. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button on the right-hand side of the website. Click that button, subscribe, get the messages. It's going to be a blessing to you. As you head into this day, open up your heart to know that it may take time. It's going to take time. The enormity of the call means that it's going to take time, but that's okay. It's going to happen. And it's only a matter of time. So live every day preparing to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. And do me a favor. Before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media. And let's let everyone everywhere know that Jesus loves them and that he made plans for them before the world began. Walk into this day. Walk in the blessing. God bless you.